Welcome to Dinosaur George Kids, a show for anyone who loves dinosaurs. Dinosaur George has studied paleontology for over 50 years and has performed live to over 4 million students across the world. So sit back and enjoy today's show. Now, here's Dinosaur George. Hey there, everybody, all of my future paleontologists. I'm Dinosaur George. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 82, and this one is going to be an exciting one as well. It's Easter Sunday here in New Braunfels, Texas, where we live. Helping me today is my assistant, Letasaurus Rex. Say hi, Letasaurus. Lita, how was your Easter today? Was it pretty good? Yes. Good. Did you get any good stuff? I got a lot of good stuff. Nice. Nice. And you're going to let me eat all the candy, right? No. Wait. I, I don't think you heard that question. Let me say it again. You're going to let me eat all the candy. No. <clears throat> let me say it one more time. No. You, you, no. <laughs> no. You, you're going to no, let me eat all the candy? No, no. <laughs> Fine. Great. That's just great. You see, you're supposed to share, and look what happens. Letasaurus is not going to share all of the candy with me. Shame on you. I'm trying to stop you from getting cavities. No. <laughs> That's the only you're excuse. You're going to get cavities. Well, I know, but I would I would do that for you, Lita. I, 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 <laughs> I already had a cavity removed. I already had Ow. two cavities removed. Ooh. It was fine. Yeah, well, you're good. You're better. I stand like the pinch. Nice. Yeah, me too. We have now had 700,772 downloads of this podcast. We are closely getting close. We're getting very close to how many? One million. How much fun is that going to be? So uh, we are now heard in 172 countries around the world, and that is 13,441 cities throughout the world where we're heard. And I got to tell you guys, I am amazed at what's happening in New Zealand and Australia. We're getting tons of listeners and new uh, Patreon club members in New Zealand, New Zealand and Australia. It's absolutely amazing. As a matter of fact, uh, Australia has moved up the list in the top 10 and so has New Zealand. So shout out to all of you, which is great. And of course, shout out to everybody. Uh, let me tell you the top 10 cities that that are, that hear our podcast. This is pretty amazing. These are the top 10 cities in the world. At number 10 is Los Angeles, California. At number 9 is Toronto, Canada. At number 7, Houston, Texas. At number 6, San Antonio, Texas. Wait. Where am I at? Wait, Los Angeles was 10, Ontario was 9, Houston was 8. San Antonio, seven. So San Antonio, Texas, our hometown is seven. At number six, it's Portland, Oregon. At number five, it's Calgary, Canada. At number um, four. four, thank you. Four is Perth, Western Australia. Number three is Seattle, Washington. Number two is Melbourne, Australia. And the number one city 
that more people listen to is Sydney. Sydney and New South Wales. Wow. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. That's crazy. What a mix. Well, listen, thank all of you very, very much for being listeners. We appreciate you very, very much. And it's great to know that so many people listen. And I hope you all enjoy the podcast. And I'll tell you why we have so many listeners. It's because listeners like you are telling your friends about us. Yeah. That's really the best way we we can spread the news, right? It's kind of like a virus. It spreads. And a girl, that's a very good, that's, that's right. It does. It spreads. So by telling people about us, it really helps. So I don't know who is working so hard in uh, New Zealand and Australia, but they're working super hard in all those other cities as well. So thank you all so very much for doing that. All right. One of the benefits of being a T-Rex member is you get to get what we call a birthday shout out. And so I've got some shout outs for April. And there's some of these, by the way, that I missed uh, in previous ones. So some of them may be getting a late shout out, but let's go. Henry Coatless. And by the way, you get to give yourself a name, which is really cool. Henry Coatless uh, will turn seven years old on April the 14th. Mario Raptor. Now, Mario Raptor turned nine on March 29th, but I missed the date. So happy belated birthday to you, Mario Raptor. Luca Rex is turning his favorite number, which is eight, on April 28th. He'll be eight on April 28th. Maxosaurus is uh, has turned, no, is turning seven on April 13th. That's just a couple of days, right? That's in four days. Yeah, right. Very good. Nice. Uh, David Raptor, who's turning six on April 21st or 24th, by the way, um, for his birthday, stop by the museum and store at Trader's Village. David Raptor is so glad, so nice that you were able to do that. Happy birthday to you, my friend. Uh, and I think your little brother, was your little brother Max? I think it was Max. Or maybe it was Rex. No, I think it was Max. I got a terrible memory. Connorsaurus Rex is turning six on April 22nd. Uh, now this one is Finn, Finn Dino Dugan who turned six on Mark, March 15th. Unfortunately, I had missed that one. So uh, Finn, Dino Dugan, happy birthday, belated birthday to you. Sonny, who is Archeo Sonny Rex, turned seventh on April the 11th. And Lola Don turns four on April 4th. So you, Lola has already had a birthday on the 4th. And Sonny's is coming up. Happy birthday to you both. Bear Spiny turns five on April 24th. And Rocky Rex turns two or turned two on April 7th. They say it's a Jurassic World. Well, it is like a Jurassic World. Happy birthday to you, too. Landon turned seven on April 3rd. Ivy Soros turned five on April 2nd. And also, Ivy wants to know if I will tell her little brother, Arthur Ceratops, who's turning two on April the 11th. Well, I absolutely will. So little Arthur Ceratops and Ivy Soros, happy birthday to both of you. Martin Soros Rex is turning 13 or turned 13 on April the 3rd. You're now a teenager, Martin Soros Rex. Congratulations. Sammy Soros turned seven on January 29th, but I missed his party or his birthday. So I wanted to give you a shout out and tell you I miss January. Can you believe it? You know what happens sometimes, Lita Soros is. We're getting close to the end of the month. And so if you're a Patreon club member, we send you a message saying, hey, if it's your birthday, let us know. And what happens is sometimes 
by the time I've written all those down, we've missed somebody, like somebody joined late. So yeah, I missed some, is that far back? Um, Axel Soros turns eight on April, turned eight on April the 7th. And it said, can I give my beautiful mom a ninth wedding anniversary shout out, please, DG? It was on April 4th. Well, absolutely, absolutely happy anniversary um, to mom and dad. And he said, dad stinks, so don't worry about him. I think he's El Stinko's cousin. <laughs> when he was writing it, I came in and, and I and I read that. <laughs> we were all laughing. We're going, wait, wait, your dad stinks, so he might be El Stinko's cousin? I think that's every dad. That's every dad. Hey, is he's your cousin. Yeah, that's right. Hey, not my cousin. He's I don't even cousin. know. I don't even know who that person is. Yeah, he's your cousin. I've never heard. You, know, you don't. I've never heard. Y- you have never. I've never heard. Listen, you have Of the I. This. Listen. You have, you, you haven't met him. It was a secret. You, you had a secret cousin. Are you saying I'm El Stinko? No. Yes. No, no one. Yes. Knows the identity. Everyone. Of El Stinko. Everyone. Stronger than Superman. Nope. Faster than The Flash. Nope. Hair more beautiful than Wonder Woman. Nope. No one knows the identity of El Stinko. You don't even have hair. Yes, I do. i just not wearing it right now. All right, let's keep going. That means you wear a wig. <laughs> let's see. Jaxosaurus will be turning... Nine on April 19th. He wants to say that he was sad he missed you during spring break at Traders Village. I am so sorry, Jack Soros, that I missed mixed you, Jack Soros. I am so sorry that I missed you out there. I hope you liked the museum. I'm so very sorry that I wasn't there. I'm on the road so much with my traveling museum. I'm just not there that much. I wish I could be. Lucas Scorpius Rex will be nine on April 29th. Very, very nice. Very good. And then Matthias... Goes by T.S. Uh, Rex, turned seven on March 7th, but I missed that. But his membership was gifted by his Oma, Opa, uncles and aunts and cousins. What a nice thing to do. Yeah. That's a very nice thing to do. Well, happy birthday to you. Uh, even though I was late getting it to you, happy birthday. Sally Sukis uh, Solomon will be turning six years old on April 24th. And by the way, Sally, your mom and daddy, your mommy and daddy wanted to know that they love you. And I know Solomon knows that. Um, and then Layla Rex became a club member shortly after her birthday, which was on March, March 29th. So I missed that. So to all of you, happy birthday to everyone. Normally, we would get a dinosaur to sing happy birthday. But seems like every single time we do, what happens? Who shows up? Cha-cha-cha raptor, the most evil dinosaur that ever lived. This, I, I, I checked, I t- kicked him out before, but um, no, that I, I ch- and I got on the UPS um, mail um, and everything, I got, and I got, I got uh, the pizza delivery right here, um, so. Good, yeah, because he yeah. showed up once as a pizza delivery man and got in. He showed up as a UPS oh, driver. Check, check behind the monitor. Uh, he's not behind the monitor. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess it, I guess we should be fine then. Yeah. Um, we should be fine. Okay. Well then. Wait, what if he's behind the thing? He's not back there. Cause I looked when we came in. Okay. All right. We're clear. We don't have to worry about him. Okay. So we can go ahead and let's do it. Which dinosaur do we want to sing? Who do we want to pick to sing happy birthday to everybody? A baby triceratops. All right. Let's pick a baby triceratops. Come on up here. Happy birthday. 
Hold on a minute. Did you hear a knock at the door? Yeah. Okay. Well, wait. There's somebody at the door? Wait, okay. who is it? Who is it? Oh, it's... He's delivering the Dynawakes. Oh, good. Okay, go ahead and let him in. Happy birthday to you. Cha, cha, cha. No! He's gone. Oh, jeez. Now I know how you feel. How did he get in here? How? That was an egg delivery he person. Was dressed as egg. He was dressed as an egg delivery person. At least there's dinosaurs. Was it? Now. He was dressed like the Easter Bunny. I thought the Easter Bunny was bringing more eggs, and it turned Why out is to be Easter Bunny ears. Bruh, there's Easter Bunny ears. Because that's what it was wearing. That's why did you let it in? He it, said it was. He was the Easter. <sighs> Great. And look, and look, there's um dinosaur eggs right there. Okay. At well, least, at least he delivered it. He delivered eggs. He attacked both of us. Ow. Is your leg okay? Yeah. Ugh, he bit me. Yeah. He's he's horrible. He's a horrible, most horrible little creature that ever lived. So unfortunately, we can't finish singing happy birthday to the rest of you. But hey, everybody, if you had a birthday, but I heard it singing. Go ahead. Where's he? Birthday to you. Oh, nice. <laughs> Happy birthday, dear Elstinko. Happy birthday. Did you just sing Happy Birthday, Elstinko? It's not even my birthday. <laughs> Wait, you said you're Elstinko. That's exactly right. No, no, I am not Elstinko. <laughs> Let's do the feature creature. Let's go. It's time for our Feature Creature segment. If you would like to suggest a creature, go to the Dinosaur George Kids podcast page at dinosaurgeorge.com or post your suggestion on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page. Now, here is your Feature Creature. All right. This Feature Creature is one that a lot of people know. It's an animal called Smilodon. But Smilodon is better known as the saber-toothed tiger. Now, that name is a little confusing because Smilodon is not really a tiger. In fact, Smilodon is different from other cats. It's more closely related to a lion. So I try my best to call it the saber-toothed lion because that's more similar to what it is. It's not a tiger. It is okay if you... If you call it the saber-toothed tiger, that's just a common name. But I want you to know that really it would it would be better to call it the saber-toothed lion instead of the saber-toothed tiger. But whatever the case, the word smilodon is a Latin or two Latin words combined, smilo and don. The word don in Latin means tooth. So iguanodon in English means iguana tooth. Smilo in English sort of means two-edged knife, sort of like a knife or a sword. So really, its name is knife tooth. That's what Smilodon means in English. Um, and they're pretty big. They were a meter tall. That means three feet tall at the shoulder. So if it was standing next to you, its shoulder would be three feet high or one meet, one meter tall. And its body length is five and a half feet long or 1.7 meters. So length means from the tip of its nose to its tail. Height means the highest part of its body, which would be its shoulder. Uh, and there's three kinds of smilodons. 
And this is confusing for a lot of people because that means there's three animals with the first name Smilodon. Well, that's no different than you and me, right? My name is George. I know a lot of other people named George. We can all have the first name, but usually our last name is different, and that's how to tell us apart. Well, the same with Smilodon. There is one called Smilodon gracilis, Smilodon fatalis, and Smilodon populator. The biggest of the bunch is Smilodon populator. It weighed 220 to 400 kilograms. That's like 490 to 800 pounds, almost 900 pounds. That's a big guy. They're all pretty heavily built. Now, this animal, this prehistoric cat, lived in both North and South America. They migrated from North America to South America, and it lived during the Pleistocene era which means that they only died about twelve to 10,000 years ago. That means early humans saw Smilodon. There were humans seeing and living with this saber-toothed cat. Uh, that's, that's pretty good. And by the way, the word saber-tooth also means knife-tooth. So when you call it a saber-toothed cat, you're calling it a knife-toothed cat because its teeth are shaped like a knife. This thing was a carnivore. And it probably hunted big animals. But one thing about its body, its legs are not really long. So it was probably not fast. And that meant if it wasn't fast, it probably hunted by ambush. And ambush is where you hide and you wait for something to come to you. You don't stalk it. You don't creep up on it slowly. You wait till it comes to you. If it is an ambush hunter, then what it's going to do is it's probably going to sit close to water. Because all plant eaters ultimately have to come get a drink. And an animal like Smilodon might have known that to place itself between where they're coming from and getting to the water, it's just going to hide and wait. Now, it's probably not going to hide next to the water. Let me explain why. Predators off other than crocodiles and alligators, predators don't sit in the water waiting for you to show up. Because when you come down to get a drink, you're on high alert. You are looking for everything. You're watching for anything that moves. But the farther away from the water, the less alert you become. So Smilodon is not going to sit right by the water and hide because when the animals show up, they're going to be ready for anything. The minute it shows itself, they're going to scatter and he's not going to catch anyone. You want to be able to ambush your prey. So I think animals like Smilodon would have sat away from the water, farther away, maybe the length of a football field or maybe a mile away because you're not on high alert until you get close to the water. So Smilodon, I believe, is probably doing that. Now, it hunted things like the, the bison and the ground sloths and animals like that. Now, uh, Smilodon also lived with the woolly mammoth. And oftentimes they show pictures of woolly mammoths and Smilodons living together. But I don't think Smilodon was living with the woolly mammoth. I think Smilodon was living with the Colombian mammoth, which is an elephant that wasn't covered in hair, but it lived more in the warmer environments of the South. But Smilodon probably could live in either one. Now, uh, you know, talking about them living with humans, they're living alongside. There was um, some skulls of prehistoric people that showed wounds from what appeared to be bite marks of a saber cat, probably Smilodon. So this thing is definitely hunting animals. And here's the coolest thing about Smilodon. Their bodies are found in a place called the La Brea Tar Pits in California. And what the tar pits are is it's tar is a natural thing that, that oozes up out of the ground. It's kind of like oil, 
but it's way stickier. Water floats on top of tar. Tar is wet. Now, you might know tar from being like on your roads, or sometimes they use tar on the roofs of houses to keep them from leaking. The reason why is water doesn't soak into tar. It drifts away from it. Well, what happens is these big open pools of tar there, and whenever it rains, water floats on top. It makes it look like a lake. Plant eaters would walk out to get a drink, and they would get stuck. And that's when Smilodon would show up, because now the animal can't get away and it would feed on it. Here's the problem. When you jump on the back of an elephant that's stuck in tar, and you're eating and you're eating and you're eating, and your tummy's getting fuller and fuller, and that elephant is sinking farther and farther into the tar, you have to jump off of him back to land. And you might weigh so much because of all that extra meat, you don't make it. So Smilodon could run and jump onto the back of what was stuck, but he couldn't get a running start to go the other way, and he might fall short and get stuck. Do you know there are only te- there are over 100,000 Smilodon bones found in the La Brea tar pits? 100,000. Well, the number one feature about this cat, though, are those teeth, those massive fangs. They could grow up to 11 inches long. And it, it's estimated that their teeth could grow two times faster than any cats that are alive today. That's crazy. And here's the most amazing part. Their teeth are serrated, meaning that the edges are like a knife. So this thing couldn't only just stab you with them. It could slice through you with those teeth with those teeth it's it's amazing to think of how big those cats were but they were some really large animals and they would have been one of the top predators at least here in north america and possibly in south america during the ice age it's estimated they could live to be anywhere between 20 to 40 years of age so they got to be pretty old for a cat all right we're going to take a quick break and when we come back Letasaurus rex has some questions that people wrote to her that we're going to do if any of you would like to become a member of the patreon club and get a birthday shout out during the month of your birthday or uh maybe even win a chance or, or get a chance to be interviewed on an upcoming podcast join our patreon club and here's information about it Become a member of the Dinosaur George Patreon Club and join the fun. We offer different club levels, each with their own set of benefits. Private lessons, new discoveries, behind-the-scene access, and much more are all part of being a club member. Visit DinosaurGeorge.com and sign up today. All right, my sidekick is Letasaurus Rex, who's helping me. Now, Letasaurus gets uh, questions from all over the country, all over the world, right? And you finally got your computer to spell my name right. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. I kept spelling her name wrong on my computer. All right, Letasaurus, let's do some Q&A. Um, Michael H. 11 from Australia said, If a dinosaur lived in the Jurassic period and it was a top predator of where it lived, then how did it get extinct and not? And not be in the Cretaceous. That's a great question. That's a good question. So you have a top predator. Let's choose Allosaurus, right? One of the top predators in the Jurassic. Well, why, if it was at the top of the food chain, how come it died out and didn't make it into the Cretaceous? Well, there could be a number of reasons why that sort of thing can happen. Most of the time, most of the time, it has to do with competition, so, for instance, you might be um, you might be the top predator today, but the possibility exists that um, 
that somebody else is better than you or the food you hunt has gotten smarter. But it also could be that at the end of the Jurassic period, we think there was an extinction event where a lot of animals from the Jurassic didn't make it into the Cretaceous. And that's usually because of things like an environmental change. Like no matter how big and strong you are, if the if the world's environment changes and you can't adapt, you go extinct. So it could be a couple of things. It could be that the environment changed and they couldn't adapt to it. It could be that a stronger predator emerged who was faster and smarter than you. Or it could be that the food you're hunting has either gone extinct or it figured out how to evade you. So whatever the cases are, there's a large number of big carnivores during one period that didn't make it into the other. Good question. All right, what's the next one? Um, Christina, a parent from Georgetown, Texas, said, is there a way to download podcast episodes without an app? My son loves listening to Macurac Bricks, and I am trying to download them uh, to an old-fashioned MP3 player. We don't have phones or tablets. He will be... What does that say? He will be accompanying me... On a half marathon. And oh, wow. And himself to keep attaining on the way. Nice. So his mom is wondering, how can they download the podcast and listen to it while she's running the marathon? He's going to be with her during her half marathon. So um, I wonder how you'd be able to do it into an MP3 file. I wonder if I, I wonder if you have access to you obviously have an access to a computer because, uh, you know, you guys you guys wrote to me on it. So um, what if you go to what if you go to dinosaurgeorge.com, click on the podcast page all of our episodes are on there. Maybe you can right click and save one of them and then convert it to an MP3. It may be recorded as an MP3 possibly. And I wonder if you could do that and then just move them over onto a thumb drive. And I, I do, you know what? I don't know. There's got to be a way to do it though. There's got to be a way to record them, right? There has to be. I just don't know what that way would be. I wish I wish I knew the answer, but uh, there's got to be a way to be able to download a podcast into an old fashioned MP3 player. And there's just got to be a way. I hope you can, because I hope I hope that would give him something to listen while you are running. And by the way, mom, congratulations on running. And I hope you do very well in it. OK, let's go. Matty's age eight from Alabama said congratulations on the 80th episodes dj a uh, nice well, what a kind thing to say well thank you very much for for wishing us congratulations we just recently uploaded our 80th episode where now this one is 82 so there's been one in between now and then and it was kind of really exciting for me because i was because i was on the 80th one that's right it was the first time i was on it that's exactly right that's right lita source you're right that that was the first podcast you helped me with nice so well thank you we both thank you for congratulating us for the 80th one thank you so much Okay. Um, Tryon, age 16, from Alberta, Canada, says, How tall was the tallest theropod, and which one was it? It appears to be either Anchinosaurus or Scorpio Uh Let me take a look. That name is hard. It is uh, 
Oh, Sora Poseidon, and the other one is Argentinosaurus. Yeah, so he's asking which one is the tallest. Is, is there more? It says, it says, but in the maximum height, it either seems to be very between 59 and 72 feet based on the vessels found. What's your conclusion? Conclusion, thank you. Right. Yeah, here's the, here's the problem with so many dinosaurs. We don't always find all the skeleton. So we're having to guess at the missing pieces. We're having to guess how many pieces are missing and how much longer does that make the animal. The other problem with that, when we're looking at backbones or neck bones, those bones, when they're connected, aren't next to each other. There is cartilage in between them. We don't necessarily know how much space that cartilage took up. So was that cartilage one inch thick or was it four inches thick? So the problem with estimating the length and height of any dinosaur, even when we find all of the bones, all of them, the problem with that is we still have to sort of guess at the missing parts and how long it was. And you're right. Some people say it's Argentinosaurus. Other people say it's Sora Poseidon. There's a, there's a third one. Um, my gosh, my mind just went Patagotitan. So there's a lot of mystery about who is the tallest. And depending on the book that you read, that will tell you who the tallest is. But even that book is having to take a guess. So I would say right now that certainly Patagotitan or Argentinosaurus or Sorposidon, they're all getting up there in size. And I don't know if there's anything that could be bigger than them, because at some point there's a limit to how big you can be. So that's a great question. Unfortunately, I just don't know the answer. Who is the tallest? I know a lot of the things I read, they still say it's Argentinosaurus, but I don't know. It could be uh, Paralotitan, it could be Sauroposidon, it could be Ultrasaurus, it could be anybody, but great question. All right, is there any more? Nope. That's it? All right. Well, excellent. Well, thank you so very much for writing to us. Now, if you would like to write a question and have uh, Letosaurus hopefully try to answer it for you. there's I'll a couple. Yeah, she'll try. Remember, there's a lot of them. So um, what you can do is you can... Go to the Dinosaur George Kids page on our Facebook page, and there is a form at the bottom of it that gives you an opportunity to send your question in. And then we'll try to pick your question if we can and try to read it. And if you don't hear it on the next podcast, you can email us again. There's no limit to how many times you can send us those questions. Uh, the one thing I don't recommend to do, though, is don't send a bunch of questions at one time. Like, don't send like five, six, seven, eight, nine questions in a day because uh, there's no way. What we'll do is when we see your same name pop up that many in a row, a lot of times we'll just go in and delete them because we assume it's the exact same question just over and over and over again. And so you might have some really good questions, but we may end up missing them. All right. Um, if you would like to become a Patreon Club member, you can. But there's another way to interact with us, and that is through the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group, which is completely free to everyone. Uh, you could, you, it, there's no charge whatsoever to do this. It's a great place. Parents, we try to keep this a very safe place for your kids. We're very cautious about what kind of subject matter we allow. We're very cautious about what goes in. Uh, this is a great page because you can post pictures of yourself. You can show us drawings that you made. If you visit in a museum and you want to show us pictures, this is a great place to share them. And we would very much love for you to send it to us. So let's just jump down here a second. This is Roman Dominus, uh, Dom, Dom, Roman Domimus Rex. Okay, that's a cool name. Uh, wanted to share his mix of dinosaur Easter eggs. Hey, how cool is that? Did you see those? 
Easter eggs uh, that are all dinosaur related. What a cool thing to do. Happy Easter to oh, all of yeah, you, by the way. That cute? Wasn't that cool? And then Spinonorosaurus, who is Norosaurus, who's five, went to the Nashville Adventure Science Center and she posted some r- a beautiful picture of her standing in front of yeah. a big, that's a big T-Rex, isn't it? What, that's a T-Rex? Yeah, that's a big T-Rex. That's a big one. That's that, a that's that a big one. eat her like a penguin can eat a fish. Oh, absolutely. And then my little uh, my little niece, Susie Soros Rex, sent, let me see what this is. Oh, this is amazing. Susie Soros set up a Jurassic Park Happy Easter note for, for all of us. That's funny. Isn't that great? Yeah. All right, that is so cool. Oh, she opened up the gates to Jurassic Park, and there were all of the... That is so cool. There's even a volcano erupting in the back. Oh, there is. I love this very, very much. That is so cool. All right. Uh, Solly colored a Spinosaurus. Look at the colors on the Spinosaurus, Letosaurus. Wow. I like bright colors on dinosaurs. As a matter yeah. of fact, Letosaurus drew me a beautiful Allosaurus. When was that? Last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was beautiful. Beautiful Allosaurus. Yeah. Well, it did. As a matter of fact, there was some dino poo behind it. It was, uh, that's a copper light. Nicely done. <laughs> I love that. Uh, let's see. Just going through here. There's great questions on here. Um, who is this? Uh, Red Valentine Swift, a T-Rex club member, uh, got an April birthday shout out. Or can he get an April birthday shout out? Absolutely you can. April 7th. Or April 21st, turning seven years old. But we're not giving you a, a um, song. Yeah, yeah, we can't sing a song because uh, we could be in big trouble. Wait, wait, we should cancel all our orders. All our orders. I think you're right. We should, no no more order. If Amazon shows up, don't answer. If it's the postman, don't answer. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll check through the um, window. <laughs> like the, the little circle in the door so you you could see. Okay, this is very good. This is actually a very good one. This Aww, is that's cute. It's cool. This is great. It says, hi, dinosaur. George, I'm curious to know your thoughts on if Triceratops lived in herds or not. I know that there is evidence to suggest other Ceratopsian dinosaurs did, but that typically Triceratops fossils are found individually, suggesting that they prefer to live alone instead of in a big group. It's a good question. It's a very good question. It's absolutely an excellent question. Um, as a matter of fact, this comes from uh, this comes from New Zealand. This is Alice in Dinoland from New Zealand. This is an excellent question. Okay, yeah, it 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 appears that Triceratops of all the Ceratopsians lived a more solitary life, meaning that they're not found in groups. But let me tell you this though: to be found in a group would mean that you all had to die together. And that's usually associated with flooding or a volcano or something like that. And so if Triceratops just preferred to live in the higher elevations and would only come down to the lowlands periodically, they could be living in really big herds. But if you live up in the, in the hills area, you're not as likely to be trapped in a flood, right? Because you're on a hill. But if you live down in the low areas where it floods a lot, then you could be trapped. So it could be that this Ceratopsian preferred to live in large groups like other Ceratopsians, but their chances of dying together in a big group are less because maybe they lived in a more upland area. The other answer could be, uh, there could be two more reasons why. The second reason could be 
maybe they did like to live alone, like 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 a rhinoceros. Rhinoceroses don't like living in a big herd. They're happy by themselves. They can protect themselves, so they live by themselves. Maybe Triceratops was like that. But the third thing is, maybe we just haven't been lucky enough yet to find a big group of Triceratops. Maybe if we find the skeletons of a bunch of Triceratops. Like maybe only one died and not all the others did. Right, right. So if they're walking in a big herd, but only one dies, we have no idea that it was in a big herd when it died. Um, So maybe this just never been found. There's a lot of different potential reasons uh, but I think because so many Ceratopsians do look like they lived in herds, I personally believe Triceratops still lived in herds. Maybe not a thousand in a group or 500. Maybe their herd was five or six members. Yeah. But I think they did because even though Triceratops is well protected, it could still be attacked from the rear, right from behind. And its horns only point one direction. So if you had a buddy with you, I think you would have a better chance of survival. Yep. Uh, ben Raptor. Said, hey, El Stinko, these are my dinosaur toys. What? I said, Ben Raptor said, these are my dinosaur toys. Have a great day. Nope. That's what nope. I, yeah, that's what it says, right? It says, Ben Raptor says. No, nope, it says, hey, El Stinko. Uh, wait. You know, that's the greatest name I've ever heard. Um, I've never heard of that name before. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think, that's, I don't think that exists. That, that name actually no, really no one you. knows the identity of El Stinko. But you're also Captain Unpin. Stronger than the stronger than the Hulk. Nope. Smarter than Batman. No. More luscious hair than Wonder Woman. Boo. No one knows the identity of the Stinkle. Nope. <laughs> I love these dinosaurs. Look, he's got he's got a pair of stegosaurs. <laughs> That's cool. I like that a lot. Uh Carson Age Six uh wrote in a, a drew us some beautiful pictures. Oh, these are great. Yeah. Uh, T-Rex versus Rajasaurus, Plesiosaur, Therizinosaurus, and Quetzalcoatlus. Beautiful drawings. Beautiful drawings. Then Milesosaurus from New Brunswick, Canada, did a really nice drawing. Hey, that's great. That's a good one. Uh, who would win at golf? Tiger Woods or Ankylosaurus? Ankylosaurus would win. He's got a better club. He yeah. swings a better club. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. That was hilarious. Oh, that's the museum. This is Karis exactly right now. Karis and her family. I got to meet. I got to meet Karis in person um, at the museum in San Antonio, Traders Village. So this is a picture of me and Karis on there. Thank you so much, Dad or Mom, for posting it. That's really great, and she really does know a lot about dinosaurs. Spinosaurus, who's uh, who's five, drew a really nice T Rex this morning. I like oh, that. Yeah. And she drew two fingers on each hand. Now, when you drew that Allosaurus, how many fingers did you show on each hand? Nice, because that is a correct answer. Nicely done. Nicely done. So many great pictures. RJ Rex posted some good pictures of a trip that they were on. Jackasaurus posted some pictures where they are uh, um, in the Natural History Museum in New York City. Um, that's great. Oh, this is cool. Uh, Anya dressed up as uh, Dr. Alan Grant for career day. That's really cool. Uh, Ezra drew a beautiful Brachiosaurus. That's really good. I like that a lot. I like that. And what's that? There's a little, that's really good. That's really, really good. I like that very much. That's absolutely great. That's really great. Uh, here's an interesting one. It says, hi, DG and crew. Star and I have another question for you. Do you think that dinosaurs had different eye colors like people or were they pretty much all black or all brown like most rodents or snakes? I think they did. 
could have different eye colors. You know, they certainly could have by by species, right? Yeah. Like there could have been different species may have had different eye colors. That's a very good question. You know, I don't know if if other animals want different eye colors. I know dogs can have different eye colors from each other. I don't. That's very good. I I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But that's really that's really good. Um, Pyrocantho Lincoln did a video on a who would win. Um, let me take a look here. Let's see if I can listen to this. All right, hang on. Let's do this again. Hide dinosaur drawers. So, um, there I'm playing with my dinosaurs in the at night time. And the spinosaurus, tensorosaurus, triceratops, and gigantosaurus are all dead. And my and Lego and Dominus Rex is fighting my stegosaurus. Who will win? Whoa. Whoa, that's a great, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'll have to watch the rest of that video and see if he picked who the winner was. But that's great video, and thank you so much. That's really, really nice. That's really yeah. good. All right. it. Uh, let's take a quick break, and let's do, what does WWW stand for? What does that, what does that mean? Who would win? What if two different prehistoric creatures fought? Who would win? T-Rex versus a giant wolf? Raptor versus Terror Bird? Spinosaurus versus Triceratops? You choose the animals, and Dinosaur George will size them up and pick a winner. Now, get ready. It's time to find out who would win. All right, Lita Soros and I were doing a who would win in the studio. She was attacking me. Who won? Me. I don't believe that's the correct answer I was looking for. Let's try that one more time. Who won? Me. She cheated. All right. To send a who would win, you have to be a T-Rex member of the Patreon Club. Let's jump into it. Hey, this is from little Susie Soros. Susie Soros would like to know who would win Leviathan, the giant whale, versus Megalodon, the shark. And as always, just like her kind yeah. mother and, and father, they she ends it with, I hope everyone has a great day. What a nice thing to do. So you've got Megalodon, the shark, and you have Leviathan, the whale. And these are both big animals and they both have big teeth. But there is one advantage to Susie Soros that Megalodon has, and that is it never has to come up for air. And so no matter what's happening in the fight, at some point, Leviathan has to come up to breathe. It, it just has to. It can't stay underwater forever. So the thing about Megalodon is that if Megalodon can get between the surface and the whale, it could simply keep the whale from coming up and getting a breath. And if it does come up for a breath, that's when Megalodon can strike because yep. the whale is not able to defend itself when it's going up to get a breath. Exactly, exactly right. So I believe it would be Megalodon. All right, Witten, age six, from Marysville, uh, uh, Washington, would like to know who would win Dryptosaurus versus T-Rex. I love the name Dryptosaurus. When I was a kid, I read Dryptosaurus, and I thought, ooh, maybe that meant blood was dripping from its mouth. Nope. It wasn't, but it still sounded cool anyway. All right, so Dryptosaurus <laughs> has got the speed advantage. Uh, but T-Rex has all the other advantages 
the size, the power, the bite force. So Dryptosaurus would have been fast, would have been a very fast, I think a very fast dinosaur. He might he might be able to get away from Yeah. I think that would be the I think that would be the way to do it. It's to stay out of reach and wear the T Rex down. Because the the more T Rex is trying to catch you, the tighter he's becoming. And maybe you could simply uh keep him away and like a game of chase where T-Rex is getting worn out chasing you, and then you can attack once T-Rex can't. I don't know. That would be a very good fight. That would be a really good one. I like that one a lot. I I still think, though, T-Rex would be the winner in that particular battle. All right, Max Quetzalcoatlus, age five, from Maple Ridge, British Columbia, Canada. My friends in Canada wants to know who would win T-Rex versus Tarbosaurus. This is an interesting one because Tarbosaurus is the... Tyrannosaur relative of T. Rex that lived in Asia, yep. so they are very closely related animals. So closely, in fact, some people believe that the name Tarbosaurus should be taken away and it should be given the first name Tyrannosaurus. Remember how in today's uh, feature creature we talked about um, how there's different Smilodons, all with the first name and then all with a different last name. Yep. So what we could end up with is Tyrannosaurus Rex. And Tyrannosaurus Batar. Tyrannosaurus Batar right now is Tarbosaurus. So who would win in a fight? Well, from all the statistics, it looks like Tyrannosaurus Rex has the advantage of size. But really, that's it. I think this is a very evenly matched fight. I think whoever gets the first bite wins. Because I think if one can grab the other by the leg and maybe break its leg or, you know, do something like that, I think that would end the fight. I'd be walking on one leg like a pirate. Yeah, no kidding. It'd be Piratosaurus Rex. All right. Asher Raptorsaurus Rex from Massachusetts wants to know who would win. Edmontosaurus versus Tyrannosaurus Rex. Edmontosaurus is the duckbill dinosaur. In fact, I think we just did a podcast on Edmontosaurus. I think that was number 81. Um, you know, when you look at a picture of an Edmontosaurus, you immediately go, man, that thing has no weapons. But again, that's not true. If you stand an Edmontosaurus next to a T-Rex, Edmontosaurus's tail is almost at the same height as the knee or halfway between the knee and the hip bone of T-Rex, which means that a direct hit with the tail in that spot would knock T-Rex off his feet. And that might give you enough time to get away. I mean, as big as T-Rex is, if he falls down, it's going to take him a while to get back up again. So maybe you don't have to kill it. Maybe you just have to knock it out. Push up with his arms because his arms are so tiny. That's it. That's exactly right. Look, the size of your pinky. Right. So he's not going to be able to get up very easily. So I am going to do something that's going to surprise a lot of people. In this scenario, I am going to pick Edmontosaurus because I believe that Edmontosaurus had to be able to defend off uh, attackers because we find so many of their bones. And that suggests that they are not, they're doing very well. They're not all being eaten. So I'm going to give it to Edmontosaurus. And then the last one is Richard Soros Rex, who happens to be five and a half years old, from Virginia, wants to know who would win. Anomalocaris versus Dunkleosteus. Now, Anomalocaris is a predator who lived early in the Devonian, I think. And it was one that would probably eating uh, trilobites. It's got sort of these weird little arms with little what probably were sort of like suction suckers or something. And it's got a round-shaped mouth. He's a weird-looking dude. Dunkleosteus, on the other hand, is more like a fish or a shark. 
This thing could grow to be big. I want to say maybe 18 to 20 feet long, maybe bigger if I think about it. Um, it's got such powerful jaws that it had the ability to bite through the body armor of uh, Anomalocaris. Anomalocaris does have a little bit of body armor. So I believe that in this particular case, I would easily give it to Dunkelosteus only because I think Dunkelosteus is uh, just got such incredibly powerful jaws. All right, my friends, I hope that you have all had a wonderful Easter. If you participate in Easter, you celebrate it. If not, I hope you all had a great day no matter what. We're trying to set aside more time to come in here and record these podcasts, so stay tuned. Hopefully, you'll be hearing more and more of them soon. Lita Soros, what would you like to tell of all of our listeners all over the world? Be kind, and I hope you have a great day and a great week. Thank you, Lita Soros. Those are the best words ever. Be kind to everybody. Treat everybody like they're your friends. And if you go to school with somebody who's new to the school, make sure to be a helper. Exactly, Litasaurus. Help them. Be their friends. Make them feel welcome. To all of you out there, take care of yourself. Take care of the people around you. Tell your family you love them. Keep studying dinosaurs, and we'll be talking to you all soon. See ya. to Dinosaur George Kids. Join the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group, become a member of our Patreon club and check out our website store for cool fossils, rocks and crystals. Visit dinosaurgeorge.com for details. Until next time, keep digging for knowledge.